folks, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Sertikoff Ramola, a registered dietitian, dietitian supervisor, and owner of Empowering Dietitians, where I work with practitioners just like you who are tired of the status quo of our field and ready to reclaim your confidence, passion, and purpose. This week, I'm joined by fellow dietitian Shani Jordan-Goldman, creator and mastermind behind the brand Nutrition Cheat Sheets. Shani started her business after struggling herself to figure out her path as a dietitian and deciding that she wanted to support others facing similar challenges. In this episode, we chat about her experience through the internship process and becoming a new RD, how that led her to what she's doing now as an entrepreneur, and her top pieces of advice that she wishes she had known when starting out, that she had to learn the hard way, and hopes that you don't have to. Welcome to the podcast, Shani. Hi, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Of course. Every time I see your post come up on Instagram, it's like you're my like kindred soul spirit. Like you're always talking my language. So I can't wait to have this like full on 20 to 40 minute conversation with you. Um, super, super I know. Excited. I can't believe. I mean, you say, I know it's like, you're reading my mind. I don't understand, but you are you're you know. right. You're in there. I love it. So uh, why don't we start this off with the basics? Who are you? What do you do? What's the 411? Okay. Well, my name is Shani. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a diabetes educator. I've been at this for about 10 years now. Um, I recently started, recently as in the last three, three to four years, started Nutrition Cheat Sheets, which is the company that's online and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and the focus is, it start, the focus started out just being cheat sheets. That's where the name comes from was resources. I started out just making like patient education handouts because I needed them and they sucked online. I couldn't find anyone that I liked. So I just started making them. I was teaching a grad. Well, I, I teach this grad class and I realized that my students didn't know what the fuck they were doing when it came to like basic clinical stuff. So then I made huh. some handouts for them, like clinical resources. And then I put them online. Started Amazing. like get it. Yeah. So that's where it started. And it sort of evolved to just giving new dietitians the resources in mass that they need in order to be as successful and confident as they possibly can. So it's gone from sort of just handouts, which are still, they still exist, but now there's some other stuff incorporated. Um, some of the videos that I do on Instagram, some of the courses that I've started to put together, they're all designed with the same intention and just making sure that if you are new to nutrition and you're heading in the direction of becoming a registered dietitian, or you just sort of got that credential and you're out there floating around that you've got some actual tangible things that you can tap into that will just make your life easier. Fantastic. And, and I love it because I remember seeing you on Instagram. Like I, I started my business about three years ago. So I remember like those early, like just, it came up on my feed every once in a while. And now to really be like talking to you and seeing how it's evolved from there is super cool. And it's a whole different, yeah. it's a whole, but that's the beauty of life. Everything changes. We're yep. always changing. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Um, now you said that, uh, 
these cheat sheets themselves kind of started because you were looking for them. Like you didn't like what was out there. Um, Can you take anyone listening through kind of what was your experience like in the internship? What was it like as a new RD? Those are two, those are kind of two different questions. Let's start with the internship. Yeah, I had a really rough, bumpy start. (laughs) It was not pretty. It was not pretty. So I remember, let's dial it back. I remember graduating college and for some reason had this bizarre idea in my head that grad school was easier than college. I don't know who told me this. I don't know what this rumor said wrong. It's like, okay, so when I finally, I'm a career changer. So 10 years into what I was doing previously, I was, um, I, I was like managing gyms. I was a personal trainer, dumped all that. It was like, I'm going to be a nutritionist. I'm going to be a dietitian. Went back, I had to start at the beginning. I went back to school, did all of my like oh my pre-med prereqs. I've never taken a science class. Let's start there. Science is not my thing. Now I'm like knee deep in organic chemistry. Oh yeah. I got into grad school and it was not easy. It was hard. It was really, really hard. I struggled because science is not my, like it doesn't come natural to me. It's not something that just like clicks and I get it and I know it. I really had to work. And so by the time I got into my internship, I was, I was like, I, I, I was just like working at everything I did. And I just wasn't <laughs> good at it. I'm kind of sucked at clinical. Like I say it all the time because it is actual truth. There's preceptors out there on Instagram who I know follow me and I can certainly vouch, like promise I'll vouch and confirm that I was terrible. I was not a good, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand that like the, the, I just didn't understand any of the processes. I didn't understand what therapeutic diet was. Like I just didn't have, the foundations locked in mm-hmm. and without placing any blame. Like, I think part of that was just my learning experience. I spent so much time focusing on like understanding and trying to get down the hard science that I like the, the everyday real life things that I needed when I finally entered my dietetic internship just weren't, they weren't there. It wasn't what I had been focusing on. Like I could give you the Krebs cycle, but I couldn't tell you what was in like a cardiac diet, which is bizarre. It doesn't make any sense, but that was where I was at. So I had a really hard time in my internship. It was also very clinical heavy. It was like one of those internships where I spent the entire time in a hospital exclusively. Everything I did was in-house in the hospital. So it was very much a clinical rotation. And then I got a fucking clinical job. My very first job, like literally right out of my internship was in a hospital. And I still wasn't very, it's not like I finished my internship and I was suddenly good. I was still pretty bad. So it just happened that I did a lot of my learning the hard way, like by trial and error in the real world, just asking as many questions as I could. I had a CNM, I had a clinical nutrition manager at that time who was really patient and really open about being supportive. Um, and, and I just learned, and I just learned, I learned the hard way. I learned on the ground. That's, that's how I learned. Yeah. And isn't that really something remarkable? The fact that, you know, we, we so often say like, I'm bad at this. I'm not good at this. I, I was terrible. And then you had someone who helped you, who supported you and it changed everything, right? Yeah. Everything. And so how much of it is that this narrative in our head that we are bad versus we haven't had the support that works for us yet? I love that. I love that. Right. 
Absolutely. We just haven't had the support. And I am very, I mean, maybe me and you should think about writing, starting an internship together. I'm just going to put that out there. Maybe. Don't tell, don't tell my husband. If I give him one more big idea that I want to go after, he's going to be like, no, it's, it's too much. <laughs> because I think about the, the process that is ingrained in internship programs and it was not helpful. Like sitting in, you know, getting classwork and stuff, coursework, that didn't help me become a better RD. It stressed me out for the 1200 hours that I was doing. Of course, of course, because you just have all of this and it does feel like busy work. I know as a a preceptor, even um, a lot of my interns are like, I just have all of this busy work to check off the boxes and they didn't feel like they were actually learning or that it wasn't a great use of their time a hundred percent so when you ask that question originally how much of this is just not getting support I think the vast majority of it is just not being supported in the way that you actually need to be like that real life kind of support like yes this is what you learned in school and super fantastic that now you know your biochem but nobody cares your patients are not going to care they do not care what this vitamin is doing. Like they don't care. They want to know if it's in an orange. They want to know if it's okay to eat pizza. And you have to be able to have those conversations with them. And if you don't have the fundamentals and then that in-between part of somebody helping you bridge the gap between your fundamentals and being able to translate that into like what people actually care about, I think that's where you end up really struggling as a new RD because you can't communicate the things that you know and you don't know the things you don't know and there's nobody to like build that bridge for you. Totally. Totally. That's hundred percent it. And, and everybody learns a little bit differently and we need that tailored approach to be able to really like move forward. Absolutely. I think a tailored approach is where it should go. Yeah. I don't know how to build something. I mean, it seems like an impossible task, but Yeah. I mean, I suppose that's where preceptors are supposed to come in. Yeah. But one of the things that I've realized as, as a teacher myself is that not everybody is an instructor. Not everybody knows how to teach. And then you're taking people that don't know how to teach and you're doubling down with all of the work that they're already tasked to do. Well, that's the thing is we don't have full-time preceptors. And, and on the one hand, I, I get it. It's really good to learn from the people who are in the field doing that work. On the other hand, there's a real big issue with the compensation piece, the expectations on preceptors of it's a lot of work to be a preceptor and to be a good preceptor. Um, and so I think that we have a lot of work as a profession to do in really taking a hard look at how we teach our future generations, how we're raising them and what we're actually raising them to be good at or to be well-versed in. A lot of times it's not the right stuff or the, the stuff that they really need. Absolutely. Yeah. You can teach anybody. You can teach a 12-year-old how to quick click the right buttons on an EMR and get all the right answers, but it doesn't help you be able to critically think about what your patients or your clients actually need. Yeah. And to pace yourself and to not burn out and to set boundaries and like, oh my gosh, we can have a whole episode just on like the things that we could change about the process. (laughs) Maybe we do need to make a whole internship. (laughs) We need to start an internship. 
Oh, we get so many people to sign up. Yes, we would. Oh, and so so it sounds like this is really where your business was born out of. It was that you didn't get the support that you were looking for. You were struggling. You did have to do it the hard way. And you said, like, I'm I don't want other people to have to go through this. Like, I want other people to have an easier time. Yeah, because when I realized that there were a few, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a handful of people that were very supportive. Like there's always the helpers. They're always there. And I appreciate, like, I wouldn't be where I am today if they didn't exist. But in retrospect, there was a handful of things that could have just made my life a whole bunch of, a whole bunch easier. Yeah. And a couple of those things were like patient education handouts that actually worked. A few like clinical handouts, just, just give me, just give me the things I need to know. I don't need, because you, there's always paragraphs. There's like paragraphs of things that you don't need to know. And you got to flip through pages. There's booklets. It's too much. Just like, give me the things, those five things that I need to know. And I'll, and then, and then I can start. Yeah. Just like, give me what I can start with. That's definitely where Nutrition Cheat Sheets was born. Because you don't know that. You don't realize that until you're looking back. Of course. Three years in. That there's only a small number of things that you just need to be proficient in before you can then start building a foundation on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so is that really your mission? I, that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask. And it sounds like we kind of like answered it circumventually. I'm pretty sure I just made that word up, but um, we <laughs> roundabout way, I think we answered it. So um, you primarily help students in their internship and new RDs who are kind of like going into the clinical space and feeling like they're in freakout mode? Yeah. So I've realized it originally started with people who are currently in their dietetic internships um, or just entering it. But I've realized that my sort of sweet spot is if you are coming into your dietetic internship or you're like mid rotations and sort of freaking out and then maybe one to two years after you finish sure. where you're still in that freak out mode. Maybe you haven't found a job yet because it happens. Maybe you haven't found a job that you like. Maybe you're struggling in the job that you're in and you don't know how to get out. Like that's that like one to three year window where things are just hard. Yeah. That's where um, I've been focusing. Yeah. And I love that. That's so complimentary because I, I definitely get dietitians who are kind of like in that first year or two. Um, but I'd say most of the dietitians I work with are in more of that, like three to five, um, because they are like kind of been chugging along and going along with the system. And then they hit a wall of like, wait, like, is this what I want? And start to question things. So I love that you go, go through Shawnee's <laughs> and then come to me and we'll just, I'll help you with your first five years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you need these sort of progressive people in your life. Yeah. You know, not everybody is a one-stop shop and it shouldn't be. Yeah. We all have our talents. We all have our focus. We, we all are really good at having certain conversations, but there are definitely ways to progress through. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important to have these people in your life. Like, yeah. You, just, you can't have one. You've got to have a you got to have a community. That's it right there. And that's what we're really missing because I mean, really our whole society is rugged individualism to its core. Um, and we're, our field is no different and we wind up working in isolation. Even if you have other dietitians in your organization, it it winds up being you're on a floor by yourself. You're in a building by yourself, whatever it is. Um, and we're missing 
that community and it's not normalized to build a community for yourself so that you can be supported. Yeah, I, 100%. I was thinking about this um, very recently, Facebook groups. I remember, I mean, Facebook sort of, I guess, on his way out or something, but like Facebook groups are still really, really popular, especially with dietitians. And I yeah. think it's because they promote this sort of idea that there is a community out there. The downside is that it's so impersonal. You just like nobody's asking follow-up questions and building outside relationships and stuff. Like it's still a massive online community where you're not an individual. You're just part of the whole. And I, you know, it, it can be better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's also when you come at forming community from a mindset of individualism, you wind up with stuff like Facebook groups that, that work and help. And I'm so glad that those exist. Um, and also they're not always great. I hear from a lot of dietitians that they feel intimidated to post in them because they've not gotten super supportive feedback in the past, or they feel too big, um, or whatever it is, like you said, they're, you might get a few answers, but not really forge relationships. Um, So I think that one of the challenges that we have is to really do a paradigm shift. We have to stop thinking like an individualist and start thinking like a collective. Yes, I agree. It sounds like the foundation of an excellent internship. I don't know, just, I mean, I would have signed up for this one. I'm going to put you on a call with my husband to talk him into it. <laughs> Not that he needs to approve, but he, he always has my, like my well-being and my burnout in mind. <laughs> um, Can he have mine in mind too? Because sure. I mean, sure. Look at me. Like, do I have the capacity to start? In- no, <laughs> but it sounds great. I I always have a great idea yeah a big idea floating around I'm I'm not tabling that idea yet I'm gonna let that float around between us for a while because I I like what you're on to listen yeah we have we have something special happening yeah you you heard it here for first everyone (laughs) stay tuned yeah one to three years if you're still on this journey just check back with us we got you (laughs) <laughs> so uh, speaking of collective, do you have that in your program? Do you have that community yet? Is that like a future goal, a current existing component? Um, in a sense, yes. Um, I think the people that, so because I have a really short window of sort of opportunity for people sure. to take advantage of what I have, my goal was always for you to sort of like graduate away from me. Like I want you to be proficient enough so that you can just go off on your own. My goal is not to keep you with me forever. It's to make sure that you can swim and fly and grow and all of that stuff. Um, So the community is sort of a a rotating one, but it is a really good one. I think I've been able to attract people that are really interested in asking really smart questions and get and like being open for really good feedback, having um, the, the balls and the guts to, to like speak up and, um, make their presence known. And even, even if that just is because they are stuck and they need, and they need a little bit of support. Um, and I appreciate, and I appreciate that. I know that there's a lot of like quiet people out there who don't necessarily reach out. Um, I don't think that this is going to air at the same time that this is an opportunity, but I just opened enrollment today for 12 month kickstart, um, which is exactly 
somebody's opportunity to build a very one-on-one individual relationship. So it's based on one-on-one. A lot of times, like I've had coaches and stuff like that. If, you know, you, you cycle in and out. And one of the things that I've always needed that I never got, like, this is the program that I, if they, and I keep telling people, if they offered this program, if somebody five, 10 steps ahead of me offered this program, I would pay like five times for what I'm offering because it's, it's, it's all individual one-on-one work, which is not something that you get from coaches. You get like two, two conversations, 30 minutes every six months or something. Like you, you don't get, you don't get the opportunity to develop a relationship with them. This 12 month kickstart is your opportunity to develop a relationship with somebody who is who is three, five, six steps ahead of you, who can give you the benefit of a retrospective perspective, who can tell you what to look out for, who can help give you some, just like advice, some advice when you hit a wall, when you get stuck, when you realize that you just, you know, everybody that you know in the nutrition community is at their same level. They don't have any good answers for you because they're dealing with the same shit. Like this is your opportunity to get all of those questions answered. and I'm, I'm very excited about it because again, it's the program that I always wanted. Yes. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see if anybody else wants it, but that's, that's the, but yeah, that's the community that I'd really like to develop because I like the one-on-one work. I like being able to have conversations with people and watch them grow and then send them your way. Yes. Amazing. And, and all of the, because I get a lot of um, like interns and students, especially who will follow me and of course find these messages valuable because we know this stuff doesn't start when you become a dietitian. This stuff starts way before you even, even enter the major of nutrition and dietetics. Um, But I will never be the expert of like nailing an internship or uh, like passing the RD exam. And I don't have, like, that's not my wheelhouse. So for all of you listening who are like, I'm not a dietitian yet. I know that I need some support. Shawnee's your girl, like yeah, go, um, and, and get that introductory, like first support. Yes, please. I am here. Reach out anytime. I and mean, people do all like, just that's how it really came about people. I'm sure they, they DM you, they've got questions they're worried about things and you have these really in-depth conversations and then they just disappear. You never hear from them again. You don't know what's going on. Like people's lives just start to roll and you know that the questions don't stop. They still are there. They're just, people are shy. Like I already asked once. I don't think I can ask again. Like, I don't want to be a bother. Yeah. I felt like that. Look, of course. It's hard to develop relationships with people that you only know through social media. Yeah, I know. I know it's tough. Um, completely. I always feel like I'm walking that fine line of like, I have a business account. So when I message you, are you secretly thinking like, what's her motive here? Like um, how many times can I message a stranger before I'm creepy? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like, am I bothering her? She's probably really busy. Yeah. And And I'm like, I know. (laughs) totally fine and I think sometimes we really get in our own heads I know I get in my own head especially like someone introverted social anxiety I super get in my head with conversations with people I don't know um and so you know hopefully if you've ever felt intimidated to contact either of us or anyone hearing that like hey we also get kind of intimidated and second guess ourselves and in our own head and you're probably overthinking it yes all the time and the other thing I think for all the issues that social media has, I think it's, I think it's really possible to identify who the people who are more authentic are and the people mm-hmm. that are just sort of like doing it for the gram and, yeah. and they, 
like you can, the people that are willing to have these conversations that are even willing to take a moment and respond to something that you write in the comment section, like those are people that you want to be able to follow up with. Yeah. Those are the people that are open. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So we kind of talked about like where you're going right now with your business, which is kind of like your next steps or you're launching currently, which again, by the time we air this, probably yeah. won't be. Um, more more on that um, in the show notes, of course, I'll include all of the up-to-date things of what's going on in your world. But what is next for your business? Um, not even like the five to 10 year, we're going to be internship directors, um, but like, you know, <laughs> three to six months. Three to six months. Um, so by the end of the year, I'd really like to have uh, if not completed the next round of clinical bootcamp, that's my favorite thing to teach. I, I really enjoy teaching it. People have asked like, why don't you just automate it and stuff like, but I like teaching it live. I like, I like it. I like it. I like teaching that class. So that is going to be, um, enrollment for that's going to happen, um, like October, November or something like that. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, show notes, all that. Um, so that's definitely going to happen. Um, I'm hoping to bring, one of the things that I'd love to be able to do is bring clinical bootcamp in some capacity to dietetic internships. Um, I think it's the kind of thing that could really be valuable starting out. Like instead of having to find me on the back end, why not just incorporate it into the programming to begin with? Um, So my perfect world, there would be a few collaborations with me and a few dietetic internships on that side as well. And then I'm hoping that in six months, I'll be halfway through the 12 month kickstart program and possibly considering another round with another cohort um, because it's a small program. Like I can only take like five people at a time. Sure, sure. Well, by that time, like <laughs> I don't have time. Your, your wow. burnout. Listen, 20 people is a lot. That's it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot yeah. to manage every time I think like I can handle it. And then I get into it and I'm like, no, this is a lot of people to like hold space for and to just like manage schedules. And it, it's a lot. I know energy is a big thing to account for. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that we think about it. We're just like, oh, I have the hours in the day. And we don't think like, well, what, what kind of capacity do I actually have for it? I don't know how therapists do it. <sighs> I don't know how they do it. I guess this is why therapists have therapists because the amount of energy that they're just washed with every day, you've got to have a release for that. So anyway, five people. And I'm hoping that at the end of this month, I'll be positioned to be able to open enrollment for 12 month kickstart one more time. Amazing. Um, That would be, that would, that's, that's my perfect six month plan. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm, I'm going to throw this out into the universe. If there are any internship directors who are like, we could really use some extra support, which by the way, I think it's amazing. I've thought about this a lot with my program too, of getting that into internships or schools in more capacity. So universe, anyone listening, who's like, I've got an internship. We're here. We are here. Like we're sending the vibes out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to be really disappointed that they didn't jump on this when our internship blows them out. <laughs> right. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. So as we wrap up today, um, we've, we've given a lot of advice, right? Like you, you've talked a lot about getting support, um, not having to struggle alone, finding community, like all of these things. What is like, other than what you've said, <laughs> What is your top number one piece of advice that you wish you had known when you were starting out 
and that you had to learn the hard way. And if one's too hard, like one or two. Speak up, speak up, speak up, speak up. Um, I have a big mouth, like I, but I still didn't know that just the act of asking can take you so far. Yeah. And I think a lot of that goes back to just being like being very aware how bad I was doing in my internship and just feeling like, well, if I ask a question, then they're really going to know I'm dumb or they're going to think I'm, I'm even more dumb. Like imposter feelings that we get caught up in. It's a hundred percent it. Yeah. And, but it like, it's like a double down on imposter because you already are struggling. So like there's already a deficit. So it's not even like a phony imposter, like you are impostering. (laughs) And then, and then you like have a question, you are like, they already don't like, like, who do I ask? Just ask, just ask, just ask for a couple of reasons. First, there's a really good chance. You're never going to see these people again. So embrace, embrace the anonymity, anonymity, and just ask, just ask, be the person, be the curious one, be the one that wants to know that doesn't understand. Can you explain it one more time? Because what's the worst thing that they're, what's going to, whether they're going to be annoyed. Yeah. Whatever. Let them be annoyed. And then you get your answer to your question. You can move on with your life as a smarter person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't tell you how many times I know that we always say this, like, if you have a question, chances are someone else has that same question. And, you know, we can kind of roll our eyes of like, everyone says that it's literally true. Like, I can't tell you how many times we sit there being like, man, I really wish someone else would ask this. Am I the only person who doesn't understand this? I might be the only person who doesn't understand this. You're not. That's why we have jobs, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that's why I'm the cheat sheet started. Like if anybody, like people were just rolling around with these terrible hands, like somebody had, (laughs) you know, like just, if you see an opportunity, grab it. If you have a question, ask it. Don't be intimidated by that. Oh, here's another fun tip. If you're in a teaching hospital, if you're in a teaching hospital, even if it's just for your dietetic internship, keep in mind that all those residents are just as dumb as you are. Yep. Maybe even a little bit dumber. They yeah. think they know everything. They're brand new doctors. They're in what year one? They don't know anything. Yeah. They, and they certainly are not nutrition experts. So yeah, don't let them try to walk all over you. Stand your ground. Ask them a question back. Can make them confirm something for you. Don't assume just because they've got their little doctor badge and you have your little nutrition badge, like it ranks you differently, especially in teaching hospitals. You're yeah. all same level. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really just the, the inner work of like, it's okay to be a beginner. You can suck at something and it doesn't mean that you won't eventually be a great dietitian or that it has anything to do with your worth or value. I think that's where we tend to go into a spiral and like, I don't, I'm holding up a third finger. I've lost my train of thought, but just like, don't be so scared. Um, and if you are take a big, deep breath and trust that it's okay. Like we, we can't keep going forward. Absolutely. Do not underestimate your future potential. You've gotten this far. Who cares where you're at today? You will be in a different position tomorrow. Yep. And we all go through uncomfortable growth where we ask questions that we probably already heard the answers to, or we need something explained 10,000 times before it clicks. I can't tell you, like there are times where my brain is just like, 
I don't compute the way that this is being explained. You could explain it 50 times and it still feels like a foreign language to me. And then at some point it comes around and we talk about it in a different way and it's like, oh, well, that was obvious. Or how about you ask somebody else the same question, they explain it in a completely different way and you're like, oh. Well, why didn't you start with that? <laughs> so it, like, again, we internalize so much and, and it might not be a problem with you. It might just be a disconnect with how you're learning or who's supporting you or the lack of support, which brings us full circle to the beginning of like, get support. <laughs> yes, yes. Out. Wherever you can find it, take advantage of it. Yeah. And if you don't see it, just start asking for it. And somebody might, you just might not have stumbled on the right person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So if people are listening and they're like, I like what you have to say, I think I need this kind of support, or I just want to talk to you more because you're cool. Um, how do they get in touch with you and learn more about what's going on in your world? Yeah. I, everything at nutrition cheat sheets. Awesome. So it's nutritioncheatsheets.com. Um, my email, which is always open and available. I always, I'm great on email. I encourage people to email me. It's Shani, S-H-A-N-I at nutritioncheatsheets.com. Or it's at nutritioncheatsheets, <laughs> Instagram, and you can DM me anytime. I know people find that a uh, lot less intimidating. I, I don't know why people don't like email anymore. I don't know if email is getting phased out. I like email. I really like it. I find that it's a lot more personal. Like I can, yeah. I, I feel like I'm having an actual conversation with you instead of like an Instagram bot or something, but whatever your pleasure, that's how you can find me. I'm always available. I'm always interested in chatting. I'm always around. So reach out anytime, really anytime. Amazing. Well, thank you, Shawnee, for chatting today and for um, starting our future internship, um, the, the seedlings of it. More to come, guys. Yeah, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be at we'll be at chatting offline about this new big venture. Yes, and as collective DI. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you like the show, it would mean the world to me if you could rate and review it. This helps the podcast reach more dietitians. And speaking of reaching dietitians, if you're looking for a little more community spirit in your professional life, I would love to see you in the next Conversation Corner, a free, laid-back, supportive space for dietitians to come together, chat, and get to know one another. You can vent about your frustrations with your work, ask for feedback or guidance, or simply show up to socialize. The next session will be held November 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern, and you can find the link to register in the show notes. I hope to see you there.